You're listening to Radigan's Rockcast, a series focused on talking about music from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even current. Now, here's your host, Tom Radigan. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Radigan's Rockcast. I am, of course, your host, Tom Radigan. Thank you whether you are listening to this on WMYO, Amazon, Castos, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you are on, I am glad you are on. So, we are still in the Maroon 5 album series, uh, and around this time, it is 2012. Now, Maroon 5 already had their uh, successful three albums before that. Uh, They've been around now for 10 years as a group uh, with the name Maroon 5. They were around, of course, prior to that as Cars Flowers, but now... Ten years as being a successful band, they already, uh, you know, start going in different directions, you know. Um, The title of this album kind of was based on Adam Levine's, uh, you know, uh, kind of, um, you know, over... Because the album is called Overexposed, and he had overexposure after moves like Jagger, you know, being on The Voice and all that. And he was just everywhere, and that was the play on it, but... To be honest with this album, the problem is, with no pun intended, it is overexposed. The thing I notice about this album is that it feels so, you know, over the top too and overproduced. And this new Maroon 5 sound that carries the, uh, you know, the 2010s and all that with the other albums they've been doing. Uh, Now... This doesn't mean that I don't like songs on this album. Uh, You know, I actually really do uh, think there's a lot of great songs. Uh, You know, I mean, I remember after moves like Jagger coming out, wondering what their next song will be, you know, and and then, of course, their next big hit was Payphone. And I I, I thought that was a a catchy song, and I remember listening to that. Uh, And finding out later that there was a rap with Wiz Khalifa, and I don't know if, um, you know, his rap is okay, you know. Um... Not, um, you know, not a huge fan of it. I didn't notice it until later on. And I remember there was one time when I was, you know, when I had my little iPod in middle school, I would record uh, videos on YouTube and me doing duets and all that. And uh, I don't have any footage of it now. And thank God I'd probably be embarrassed of it. But yeah, I would do these duets. And I remember noticing that, of course, there was Adam Levine curses a lot in the song. You know, I mean, of course, in the verse, uh, if happy, yeah, if happy, yeah, all all these fairy tales would be full of shit. You know, one more fucking love song, I'd be sick. I didn't know that the F word was in it until later on. Um, you know, and all that in the music video when he slams it one more fucking love song, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, that was the main hit of uh, the summer of 2012 from Rune 5. And, uh, of course, uh, a big single from the album. Uh, but the album actually starts with the song One More Night. And I remember looking up, you know, when Maroon 5's next single, because I didn't really know that much about the albums. I just knew uh, the singles and all that stuff. I didn't even know that some of these were on the same album um, and that they were already, you know, released prior, but they just, you know, started releasing them out as singles time after time. That's what Maroon 5 did. They would, you know... I mean, other groups would do that, too. You know, once an album came out, a year later, they would release the single, and then that song would become more popular that year than the year before when it was on the album. But, uh, you know... uh, the song One More Night, I remember hearing that, and honestly, I love that more than Payphone, honestly. Uh, I think the quality works on here. Uh, you know, 
of course, there. Like I say, I feel like at times that it's overproduced and all that stuff. On you know, every song has that. Uh, you know, uh, I feel, but like it works pretty well in this song. It works like this works like a right Maroon Five type of song. Uh, you know, the melody works. Um, Adam Levine's voice is able to carry it through the music and all that. And I think, um, I think, I think this th that song works well. And uh, interesting how it starts off the album too, uh, and all that. And uh, yeah, you know, I even like the music video for it too. You know, um, Maroon Five, uh, I will say, doesn't have the worst music videos, you know, and all that. Uh, and then number three, light uh, is daylight. So like I said, you know, uh, when talking about songs about Jane, I felt that you know there, um, you know, that it's not good to always have all the singles be right near each other, or most of the singles be right near each other, and that's kind of what it is. So that's one problem with this album too already, with you know just doing the singles and then you know going to the album tracks and all that stuff. Because if like you're gonna have daylight, have the next single, which they don't. But uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about that next single later. But daylight is an interesting song. The thing that was interesting about it was when I was in ninth grade. Uh, and that was when I first read about Romeo and Juliet. We had to do this project where we had to relate songs to Romeo and Juliet that had no relation to it. And when you listen to this song of Daylight, the lyrics represent kind of Romeo and Juliet's uh, last night uh, they see each other. So it was interesting how the lyrics represented uh, that scene without it really being about that. Um, but, um, you know, Daylight has never been, uh, you know... One of my favorite Maroon 5 songs, it's always been, I know it was one of the big singles at the time. I always just, you know, was more into, you know, either Payphone or One More Night, you know. Uh, and uh, I just didn't think it was, you know, as, you know, didn't it didn't catch my attention as much. And, you know, it was interesting because uh, this, uh, the song came out in 2013 as a single, but it was already released on the album in 2012. Like I said, you know, uh, that uh, sometimes uh, artists do that and Maroon 5 has done that. I mean... They, you know, they spaced out uh, four of their singles from Songs About Jane in for basically for three or four years and all that. Um, but, yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Maroon 5 has a habit of doing that. Uh, just like, you know, like, you know, spacing out songs that is on an album and all that. Uh, that's already been out for a year. That They, they did that with the other uh, single, which is uh, Love Somebody. But that is, um, but we're going to first talk about the two songs before that, which is Lucky Strike and The Man Who Never Lied. Now, these definitely have, um, you know, I, I have to honestly listen to these songs again to really you know say i like them at first when i first listened to them they they didn't seem that memorable and but they do have catchy hooks the only problem is that they, they're both are so similar that when i hear the man who never lied i've always i already thought i heard it because it because i felt like it sounds a little too similar to lucky strike and all that and uh you know like like i said we're getting into the phase of maroon 5 where each song is from a different producer. It's almost like to this point now with albums that we're going backwards and we're going back to what they did in the early 60s and the late 50s where they would just, where a record company were just put, where, you know, an artist would record a bunch of songs and then they would just put it on, you know, an album, you know, and all that, you know? And that's what it seems like, you know, uh, Maroon 5 has been doing uh, these past years. Uh, it doesn't seem anything like, authentic to you know each song after the other and all that and i'm not saying every album has to be like that but you know i'm just one of those people that you know loves you know seeing what 
album, like what songs, you know, relate to with the, the same album, you know, and all that. And, you know, honestly, in my opinion, uh, these songs don't relate so well together and all that. Uh, you know, and, like they just all, all together at once and all that, you know. Um, you know, it's just like one song after the other. That's all it really is. Um, and then, of course, we have Love Somebody. Like Daylight, it's one of the other singles that I feel like I don't look, you know, uh, highly upon. But, you know, it's got a catchy melody in a sense. Um, it's nothing, you know, like, it's just, it's not something that sticks with me um, as some other of their songs, you know. Even, like, yeah, and even some of the songs like One More Night from, like, One More Night is something that sticks with me. And I think that is one of the, their best songs, honestly, too, you know. I would I would count that on my top ten of Maroon 5 uh, songs, you know. Uh, and all that. Um, so, yeah, no. Um, so, an interesting thing there. And then we have, you know, Lady Killer and Fortune Teller, which, you know, like Lucky Strike and The Man Who Never Lied, they're like two songs that are so similar that, like, you thought, wait, didn't I already hear this one? Uh, but, you know, the good thing I'll say about this is they have a catchy melody and all that, you know? Uh, and, uh,. You know, but the one song I, I, I really do think, uh, you know, a few songs that really stands out are the last four songs. And I think, and that's Sad, Ticket, and Doing Dirt, Doing Dirt and Beautiful Goodbye. They all have, uh, you know, something that is different in each of them. And, uh, you know, Sad is like a ballad. And, you know, uh, it's good that we get a chance to hear Adam Levine's voice and all that. And, uh, you know, Tickets is very, you know, a, you know, nice, a fun, fast song, um, you know, and all that. Uh, you know, it's got a catchy hook, uh, works pretty well, you know, almost like, I guess in a sense it reminds me of a Ticket to Ride. She's got a Ticket to Ride. Maybe they were going in that area, you know. I'm not saying that the song is like Ticket to Ride. Of course not. But, uh, yeah, no. Uh, but interesting, you know, and the same with Dune Dirt and Beautiful Goodbye. Uh, they also, uh, you know, are pretty uh, good in that area as well of, uh, you know, being distinct. Uh, the one thing to say about this album, too, a little um, FYI, is that, uh, you know, uh, Jesse Carmichael, who was uh, the keyboardist for the group, uh, you know, since the beginning, even since before with Karis Flowers, um, was not on this album because uh, he decided to take a little hiatus and uh, focus on studying music uh, and, uh, you know, a more of a spiritual awakening, too. Uh, and he was replaced with, on this album, P.J. Morton, who then became the sixth member of Maroon 5. Uh, he was already a, a torn member uh, from them with them in uh, 2010-2011, but uh, finally became a, a sixth member uh, then. And all that, so it's no, so you know, it's funny how Maroon Five is no longer Maroon Five; it's Maroon Six. And then you know, we have somebody else apparently that was added on too. It's Maroon Seven, but you know, and then now we're back to Maroon Six. But we'll get it. We'll get to that as we go more into the other albums and all that. Uh, so for a final recap of this album is that, and uh, my for my final thoughts would be, uh, you know, it's an inter you know, it's an album that I had to listen to a few times and. In honesty, it changed my opinion, you know? At first, I did expect um, it to be, you know, uh, you know, I expected to think, you know, somewhat good things of it. I, uh, honestly, I knew that this was the era where I started losing interest in uh, the sound of Mern 5 and how their sound was becoming different. But yet, uh, some songs still stay original to what they were doing all along, you know, uh, in a sense. Uh, so I really had to listen to it again because at first I, I did not know what to make of it. 
and uh, then I ended up, uh, you know, uh, changing my tune. Uh, so now, uh, with the, uh, the ranking, now how, you know, I, I've ranked it as in the old American Idol judges, as Paula, Randy, and Simon, and that's how I do it. I was originally gonna give this album a Randy Jackson, but then I thought, you know, listening to it again, uh, this, you know, works for, you know what, it deserves a Paul Abdul, so you know what, this, this album gets a Paul Abdul like the other three. We love you, we love you, we love you! So, we have four albums that are ranked Paula Abdul. Is there something that's gonna change that? Find out in the next album review. See you next time on Radigan's Rockcast. Bye!